Hey everybody, it's K Red and K. Welcome to another episode of Animaniacs. Animaniacs. Uh, this week we will be covering the show's monthly girl Neozaki and Fruits Baskets, while K will be covering Ranking of Kings and Tokyo Revengers. Sweet. Do you want to go first this time? Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> the first one I'm going to be talking about is Tokyo Revengers. I had actually watched some of this show before when you had suggested it to me. And um, but I had only made it to the second episode, and I forgot how much I like this show until I started watching it again. Honestly, I don't know why I stopped watching it in the first place. Uh yeah. So basically it's about this guy, Takimichi. Takemichi. That's important if you're going to watch the show because it changes at one point in time. But it's basically about this guy and he's talking about how much his life sucks and like he's just a loser and all these other things when he gets pushed in front of a subway train. Like just he's just standing there thinking about how awful his life is. And then someone pushes him in front of the subway train as the train's coming. Like, and doesn't then, that suck? Yes. It's like, oh, my life sucks. Oh, now I'm going to die. Yeah, it's like, I guess I ain't got to worry about this no more. Right. It's like, well, that's over. Anywho. So he ends up, what he thinks is like his life flashing before his eyes. He, he's like, he goes back to middle school. And like, he's walking and he sees himself in the mirror and he's like, oh my God, I'm so lame in middle school. Why did I look like this? And all this other stuff. I think but, we all have that moment though. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then as I, he's going, he's like, he's like in this gang, right? And mm-hmm. uh, well, they call themselves a gang, and they were gonna go fight these second years because they're second years. They're gonna go fight these second years at another school. That his cousin, who is quote unquote the leader of this like big gang, had told him that it was okay. He approved of it or whatever. So they go. He's remembering, okay, so for them, it's like they're living it right now. But he's like, mm, I kind of remember this. And then these they're looking for the second years. They can't find them anywhere. And then these third years show up from the other school and say that the second years are on a, on a field trip. And he's like, oh, my God, they're going to kick, they're going to kick our ass. They're going to, like, beat the crap out of us. I remember this. And it happens. <laughs> they beat the crap out of him. Yeah, you remember an ass whooping like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he forgot, apparently, until it yeah. was about happened. Then he's like, oh, no, bro. I remember this because not only did we get our ass beat, we had to be their slaves, basically. We had to do everything they want. It was hell. And that's why I ended up Man, How do you away. forget something like that, though? That's, that's what I'm saying. Unless you repressed it, that's the only thing I can think of. Like, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. Because I think I would remember something like that. But ultimately, he's like, that's why I ran away. That's why I apologize to everybody all the time and don't stand up for myself and why my life sucks. It's because of this right here. Well, um, he remembers. Oh, I, I missed a big, big, huge, important part of this show. When the show first comes on 
and you realize that his life's kind of a mess because like his whole apartment's messed up and stuff. And he's just like laying down watching the news in his underwear eating snacks. He finds out that this this girl that he knows and this dude that he knows dies. They're they're brother and sister, right? Yep. And this girl, you don't know this until later, but was his girlfriend in middle school. It's the only girlfriend he's ever had in his life was this girl from middle school. And he runs to go see her because he's like, oh, she's still alive right now. So he runs to go see her. And uh, he talks to her and stuff. And he forgets how much he actually liked her and loved her before he ran away. Which, see, this, uh, this is what's crazy to me. How did you forget all of this? You forgot about the the one girl you ever dated. You just, like, forgot all of that about her. That he had to do some serious like repressing of, of well, memories. I don't and think he, I don't think he forgot about her because he was sad when he found out she died on the TV. Yeah, but he was it was more like a oh oh she died. Dang. You know, but then when he sees her, he's like, Oh my god, I forgot how absolutely in love I am with her. And I'm like, You how do you forget that? You know? Like I remember my first boyfriend, like I remember the feelings and stuff. Yeah, he was a jerk. We're not gonna go into that. But I remember it though. Like you rem- you don't forget stuff like that. You don't forget the first time someone like actually whooped your ass. You don't forget Yeah, but like you that. don't remember it like daily, right? But I'm just saying though like he forgot as in like the way he says it it's like he didn't remember any of it until just now. Where it's like, "Oh, now that I'm reliving it, I remember it." Whereas it's like before, which I guess, you know, if he he was so like in such a rut and stuff too. He probably just lived, like not even lived. He just like went through the motions of living. Yeah, but you you kind of figure that out as it goes too. But I digress. And he talks. Well, after he gets t- done talking to her, he goes down to the little playground where she lives, and her brother is getting picked on by some bullies. So he beats them up or scares them or whatever. And he ends up talking to the brother, and he's like, "Hey." Don't forget, in 12 years, you're going to die. Not only are you going to die, your sister's going to die. You got you to gotta live and you got to protect her, okay? Don't forget. Cause he's, and he's like, oh, this isn't real. There's no way I, I went back in time. But then he wakes up and he's with this dude who turns out to be her brother because he did go back in time. And because he said that and said everything that happened to him and to them, he was there to save him. And he's like... I think you can go back in time because you told me this and it's true and we're going to save my sister. And he's like, what? Me? I'm just a loser. But he decides to try anyway. And the the events that happen after this is so crazy. And I have a theory. But if you want me, (laughs) I could talk about this forever. Uh, And it was just the first four episodes. If you want me to wait so we can move on and then I'll come back to my theory. No, no, I want to hear your theory. Okay, 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 okay. So, the last episode, he has come back from the past once again. He's become friends with Mikey, who is one of the leaders of the gang that has this truck run into this place that accidentally killed uh, Hina? I I think I heard a surname. Yeah. Anyway, he comes back and he's like, you know, you said that Mikey is one of the leaders of this gang, but... I just don't believe he's that bad of a guy. He's actually a good guy. And he's like, no, he sucked yeah, you in. Mikey. Blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, 
no, I don't believe it. I need to talk to Mikey right now. And he's like, no, you can't talk to Mikey. He's like, no, I'm I'm not going to believe what you say about him until I talk to him because I met him. I know him. And I don't think he's the person you say he is. He's like, oh, look at you being brave. Sure. Let's go try to find him. So he like looks up information. That's when he finds out that his best friend that was the leader of their gang, their little gang that they thought was a gang, Azumi? Is that his name? Azumi? Uh, yeah, I think so. He is one of the high ups in this gang, right? Yeah. Like, I was well, like, if you crazy, still have yeah. his, I know, because they changed the past. He finds out that they actually changed the past because in the first past, right? So if you think about it, like, I hate to bring this into this because it's two different things, but like when they were talking about like on Avengers and how like there's a timeline and then you like break off these other little timelines that like branches of the line where like yeah. these things are different. It's kind of like that in my opinion. So the first line, apparently his friend had stabbed the guy that was making their life a living hell. Right. And then he went to prison and his life just kind of went downhill from there. But then in this present, because he didn't stab him, because he stood up to him and was trying to fight him when Mikey and uh, Draken showed up, then, yep. yeah, it changed. So now he's a high up in this gang. So he's like, oh, well, he's my friend. He'll talk to me. So he finds his old number. He calls it. Turns out to be he still has the same number or at least the same phone. And might have a different phone. Anyway, so he ends up going to talk to him. And you find out that he's the one that pushed him in front of the subway train, right? Mm, yeah. And then he's like, but uh, Hina's brother saved you. Like, he knew you were going to be there. And the only way he would know that is because you told him when you went back the first time because you can time travel. And he's like, it's crazy now. You, not me, because I don't time travel. Like, right, that yeah. stuff. <laughs> But then, ultimately, and very sadly, he ends up, like, unaliving himself because he's very unhappy and scared and don't want to be in the situation he's in. And he tells him that he needs to save everybody. He needs to go back and try to save all of them, right? Yeah. You you remember what he called him? No, I don't, actually. Uh, the <laughs> crybaby hero. No, oh, crybaby hero, yeah. Yeah, I forgot. I was that. like, because I couldn't stand Tagamichi in the beginning because I was like, man, if you don't stop fucking crying. Okay, but at least he's got a better reason to cry than Deku. That I mean, he's true. legit getting like, <laughs> anyway. No, anyway. no, I was like, you legit taking ass whoopings. And yeah, like, and you have zero power. <laughs> like, he's just a dude that's getting his ass beat every day. Yeah, and I had to think about it. Like, you know, if you went back in time and, and your life already sucked and you was already a bitch, like, you're not just going to level think about up. It. Think about it. He's going back in time, so he still has, like, his mentality and stuff. And he's like, I haven't fought in 10 years. Like, so not only is he getting beat up, but he hadn't fought anybody in 10 years. So he ain't got beat up in 10 years. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Anywho. So here's my theory, right? Yeah. Because ultimately I was like, why would he be there to push him in front of the train? He's this high up dude. He just so happened to be at the subway to push him in front of the train. 
No, that's because somebody else, somebody else higher up knows that he can time travel. He's going to do something in the past that's going to let somebody know that he can time travel. I mean, besides the brother. Because he keeps saying all kind of weird, well, to them it's weird, weird crap. I am 100% with you on that theory. Like, it has to, right? Yeah, because I'm like, there's no reason that... He would just be there. Yeah. But the thing is, who knows? I think it's the leader of this gang. I think the reason that they are so strong is because he already, because they knew because of things that he said and did in the past. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? But yeah. So there's that show. <laughs> yeah. I really like okay, it. Okay, I gotta know. Who's your favorite? Draken or or well, Draken, some people say. Um, or Mikey. Uh Mikey. I really like it's kind of crazy because you know they are delinquents and whatnot and they like hurt people and stuff. But Mikey is my favorite because well they're no, I mean, I like Draken too, so don't get me wrong. But I like really like Mikey. One, because he's like so like lighthearted in some kind of ways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when he showed up and he's like, oh, but I'm all out of Machi. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like how he's like, me and you are friends now. And then he and he like sticks to his principles. But which is one of the reasons he that he just likes. Booted that man in the face. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, but the way he did it, just didn't even see it coming. It was savage. <laughs> well, it's it's one thing to be a because, del- like, the more I watch this, the more I understand too. It's one thing to be a delinquent, you know, to be in this like kind of crime syndicate, if you will. But yeah. like, you don't just like hurt people just to hurt people. You know what I'm saying? They like have like value values and morals and things like that things that they believe in like he said he wouldn't hit a girl that kind of thing yeah because uh it, it was funny when uh <laughs> he showed up at the school uh and um talking uh what well, he got in the way oh she slapped him and i was like oh. that might be the end of her mm-hmm. well i knew it wasn't gonna be the end of her but i was like now nah, he's gonna have to step in and this is gonna cause some kind of tension between them and Oh, this is going to be bad, you know? But, yeah. no. Because I'm I'm a little bit further than you in the show, so I kind of know what's going to happen, but... Um, yeah. How okay. far are you? Uh, I think I was at, like, episode 9 or 10. I'm not going to lie, too. I started watching it, right? And then by the time I got to, like, the third it was either the second or the third episode i finally saw how many seasons there were and i was like oh god i'm behind for tokyo revengers mm-hmm. ah that means i'm behind too because <laughs> right, i i thought like the season was about to end when i took a break because uh, i was like ah i'll let everybody that i know you know know about the show and well, I'll catch up and I'll finish the season with people. Uh, yeah, it says there are seven seasons, 168 episodes. Of Tokyo Revengers. Where the hell is this at? That's what I said. Because like when you click on it on on uh, Crunchyroll, if you try to do like the drop down, it only shows you the 
first and second season. But this is the only place I've been able to find is on Crunchyroll. Oh, I saw it on HBO Max, but before I was watching oh, it. Ah, HBO Max. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah, but there's certainly not a hundred and something episodes. Of t- if I knew that, I would definitely have been binging that show. Let's just see. Because it could just be a Crunchyroll thing, you know, there. I'm going to have to break down and get Crunchyroll. But like I said, the seasons won't show up on Crunchyroll. They only show the first and second. Yeah. uh, HBO Max has 24 episodes. And see, like on here, it says that there's two seasons. But on Crunchyroll, it says there's seven. Without hundred, if you like, uh, so you know on Crunchyroll. Well, you don't have Crunchyroll, but well, you've had Crunchyroll, so you know it'll like pull up the ep- like the show when you're searching for it, and it'll tell you the seasons and the episode numbers for the shows that pop up under your search. That's where it says it. Anywho, so now I'm not too far behind. Now I know. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna have to get Crunchyroll because I'm, I, I lied. I was on episode 23, and there, ah. there, there's 24 episodes. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, a lot, a lot happens. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So yeah, you're yeah. up. Which show? Hmm. Let's go with Fruits Baskets first because this show is cute. I'm sorry, it's my favorite show. Um, But yeah, Fruits Baskets is a show about... um, Well, it is about this girl. Um, I'm so bad at remembering main characters' names sometimes. The main main girl? Yeah. Toru. Uh, Toru. Um, Is a young girl... Uh, who is living in a tent mm-hmm. uh, um, but passes by a, a uh, nearby house. That's where uh, this uh, group of young boys lives uh, and a couple of her classmates. But uh, she, uh, you know, kind of admires one of the boys, Yuki. And, you know, she's once she's like first caught hanging out with them, the uh, Yuki protection Society is, is that what they call? Uh, uh, shows up to warn her that just call her call them all fangirls. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah they're all fangirls of Yuki. Um, warn her that you know she's not allowed to hang around Yuki, and that um, you know these that there's these rules, you know, regulations for you know these types of things for his protection. Mm-hmm. Which I don't understand what he needs that. He does it. It's just so that not one, no one girl can have Yuki, since not all of them can have him. I see, but it's jealous hoes. <laughs> I see. Uh, but yeah, Yuki uh, admires, you know, want to save him for themselves, but also no one. Um, but you find out that the reason why um, Toru is living in a tent is because her grandmother, I mean, grandfather couldn't uh, afford to um, 
have her live with him anymore. So she, he asked her to go live on her own, basically, which isn't, I guess, the most uncommon thing like in Japan uh, for someone her age. But, you know, just to kind of throw her out and she had to buy like a tent that was on sale and you know, she's barely just been surviving in the wilderness through like typhoons and whatnot. But yeah, she um, go well, she ends up. Uh, how she end up meeting one of the boys? I'm well, I mean, uh, as far as like. Because I, I watched this like earlier in the week. So, <laughs> okay. Um, how, you talking about how she met Yuki or? Yeah. Well, not how she met Yuki, but how she got like into the house because she becomes a, you know. Oh, uh, okay. So, long story short, uh, she becomes kind of sort of friends with Yuki. And then uh, they come across her tent in the woods because she's on their property. Right. She just, did, she just didn't know that she was on their property. <laughs> right. She's on her, their property and, you know, they're basically asking her, one, what she's doing uh, and if she has anywhere to go, but two, that she can't do that. Uh, in between uh, Sugar Day, like, laughing, he they ask her these questions because he was dying. Yeah. Which is like, you know, what are friends for? But to laugh at you in your destitute situations as long as they're going to help you. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, no. Never mind. We'll talk about that later. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. Say what you're going to say. Well, okay, because you only watched the first four episodes. Yeah. My- Sugar is a person that you love to hate and hate to love. He's a dick, okay? He just is. Like, he's a pervert and he's a dick. (laughs) So him laughing at her was not because they were friends. It was because he legitimately thought it was funny that she was suffering like that. Yeah, he kind of is a bit of a dick. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But they uh, end up offering her a position to well, they find out that she's good at cooking, cleaning, um, doing housework. Uh, so they offer her like a job and a position to stay in the house uh, so if she cooks and cleans. And it's because um, Shigeru, uh, Shigeru, Shigeru is a terrible cook. Oh yes, he is. He's a terrible human being. But then um, she happens to trip. And fall on Yuki, and in accidentally falling on him, she embraces him, and his secret is revealed that he is a, a mouse. Yep. And the reason that he is a mouse is because the whole family is uh, all part of the zodiac. Yeah. And if they uh come into contact with someone of the opposite gender, then they turn into their Zodiac form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I couldn't think is a more ridiculous but cute plot for a show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you also meet my favorite character in the first episode. Which is Keo. Yeah, Kyo. Oh my gosh, he's amazing. He's my favorite. And Kyo is the cat. He is. Which happens to be 
uh, Toru's favorite animal because of a story that um, her mom told her as a child about how all the Zodiacs were given special, well, the God of that world um, said that they were going to have a banquet and and all the Zodiac animals were invited. Mm -hmm. But um, the mouse decided to tell the cat that and played well, wanted to play a trick on him and told him that the bank was, was a day after it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But then, when uh, they all arrive, the mouse you know hops off the, the ox's back and arrives first, and um, you know, gets his you know, they all party and have fun except for the cat, and so the cat got left out. Yep, unfortunately. And, and because of how sad that story is, uh, the cat becomes Toru's favorite animal. And she naturally, wants she's the nicest person ever. But um, Yuki is uh, also spoken for. I mean, not Yuki, um, uh, Kyo is also spoken for. Hey, yeah, <laughs> by a young girl by the name of. You help me out. I don't ever remember her name. She's not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I know she's the, the little pig or whatever. Yeah, she's the boar. Yeah. Kagura? Is that how you say her name? I'm Kagura? Oh, no. I, I, I remember the name, but it, it's like, is that what it, how you say it? Kagura? Uh, so? Something like that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, she has a very strong liking <clears throat> for uh, Keo. Mm-hmm. And at first she kind of gets jealous of um, Toru because she doesn't understand that uh, they're just friends. <clears throat> <clears throat> but yeah, um, I'm not leaving anything out because I know you're an expert on this show. Uh, well, let's see. Shigure is the uh, dog or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Yuki and Kyo have this like battle going on that's been going on for a very long time because ah, they yes, hate each other. Battle. Yeah, they've also they've been uh, having like martial arts sparring matches. Yes, because Kyo hates him and because of how the mouse tricked the cat and vice versa. Yeah. Um, they don't really have a reason to hate each other except for, I mean, Kyo kind of does. Well, you that, that develops more later. Right. Oh my gosh, and Kyo just lo- loves her so much. Well, I guess not by this point in time, but like you could tell that he just like really cares for her. Yeah, he does ha- seem to have some type of affinity towards her. I've noticed. Well, I mean, he's kind of a jerk to everybody else because his heart's so closed off. Yeah. Trying to remember what all happened in the first four episodes. I, I do remember thinking, like while I was watching the show, I was like, "Man, 
if anybody like watched this show and they were trying to talk to somebody like closed off, you know, if like didn't or you were trying to like talk to somebody who you know like I don't know, really understand them, and I don't really like know what they like. Or whatever. Watch this show. Watch Fruits Basket. It'll, it'll teach you the way. Mm-hmm. Just be kind and loving, like Toru. Yeah. Just be an angel, and it'll all work out. Oh, how about that whole cute scene when it's like raining, and then Toru goes out to help uh, Yuki with the uh, his garden so it wouldn't get destroyed. Oh yeah. Oh, I love that. I love it so much. Also, all the flashbacks of her and her mom break my heart every time I see it. Yeah, they are really sweet. And everybody everybody that meets Toru is like, how can she be this unbelievably kind and sweet? Because her mom instilled it in her. Oh, I know. I'm just saying that's what everybody see, like says when they see her. They're like, she can't be this sweet, can right. she? And then people will be mean to her because of it. Actually, that's why the show is called Fruits Basket because it it talks about it. Because there's this whole thing where she's talking about when she was younger and they were playing this game called Fruits Basket where like they call a fruit and you like stand up from your chair. Like the chairs are in a circle. It's kind of like musical chairs a little bit. And like they call out a fruit. And then if it's your fruit, you stand up and you got to run and get another chair. And it has something to do with like the rice ball where like they don't, I forget exactly what it is, but they were basically being mean to her, making fun of her, calling her the rice wall. Oh. If she's yeah. too kind to like stand up for herself. <laughs> that's sad. Yeah. It gets great. Oh, you think that's sad. No, I definitely need to finish it. It's, but it's <laughs> not like, it's not bad in my opinion. Like I, I, I think it's just more one of those shows I would classify as like one of those like nighttime shows you like chill and watch, like before bed. That's a good point. Not me. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. It is very heartwarming, and I do like the animation. Uh, of the new one. I had got caught up so I could watch the uh, it as it was coming out. And I hated that. I loved that I did that, but then I hated that I did that because I was having to wait each week to get a new episode. Yeah, just like the rest of us. Yeah. with One Piece, which I'm sad about because it's not going to be coming out for a while. Oh, I know, right? That's crazy. Craziness. I mean, I don't have anything to worry about because I still got plenty of episodes to watch, but that's still craziness. I wish you could see the look I'm giving you right now. <laughs> Daggers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's funny. It's right before roof piece. We had like 20 something days. I still don't know what that means, but I'll get there eventually. Maybe they'll make some new episodes before I, uh, before I get there. I'm sure we'll be back up and running before that, but because you're only, you're at 420 right now. Mm-hmm. That, like, that should go to show the difference in the shows. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, JoJo's is absolutely <laughs> horrible, but I'm just saying it was also a lot easier to get through larger chunks of One Piece. Oh, uh, yeah. 
It's far more entertaining, in my opinion. Just my opinion. People just need to get over the animation because it came out in, in the 90s. It gets better. Also, the characters are cool. Yeah. Anywho, so now we get to go to my second one. Speaking of cute shows. So I started watching Ranking of Kings. And? And it is the most adorable show I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. And it's, but it's not just, okay, so like, uh, okay, so like you, when you first watch it, you're like, oh, this is so endearing and cute and heartwarming, but there's also some mystery to it that I'm trying to figure out. It like, right. it, ca- it captivates everything about me that I'm interested in because it's cute and I'm trying to figure it out. But it's not like, it's not like confusing. And how often like, do you get, you I know, like a main guitar. character with a disability? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'll just get into that. Okay, so there's this. Okay, so it starts out talking about how, like, what makes a king. And then it gives some different qualities that they that they look for, the society looks for in a king to decide where they rank because it's a ranking of kings. That's pretty simple. But it starts out with this little boy. Uh, named Boji. You don't know that yet, though. But his name's Boji. And he can't hear because he's deaf. And he's mute. He doesn't talk. And uh, everyone in the kingdom makes fun of him and stuff. But he's supposed to, he's the firstborn. So King Boss is the king right now. And he's, a, he's the first up to be king, right? And yep. he goes out and he runs into this little shadow creature. Who basically robs him. But Boji's so sweet. He couldn't even he couldn't even rob him because Boji was just gonna give it to him. Like he said, give me your clothes. And he was like, okay. And he just like gave it to him. Yeah. And then told him to stay there because he'd be back tomorrow with some more clothes. <laughs> like he's just so sweet. Because imagine then, if you're Boji and you haven't had anybody be able to understand you except that's through true, sign language. Because Kage, that's the shadow's name. Kage can understand Boji. Nobody else can understand him when he just talks. He can sign, but like nobody can, like when he tries to talk, nobody knows what he's saying. But Kage can understand him. I think that that is for a very interesting reason, Um, but you don't know that yet. Yeah, I don't know that yet. So he uh, comes back the next day. They keep, he keeps coming back. They keep being friends and whatnot. And people keep making fun of him because he's walking through the uh, the kingdom with uh, no clothes on, except for uh, like underwear. And like even the kids make fun of him. Like everybody makes fun of him. And you find uh, yeah, but that that kid was a little dick. Hey, uh, talking about some. If you can't talk, just say that. Oh, I know. And then he was like, "Oh, that's a sharp one." Because Kage follows him back to the castle because he's like, "I want to know more about this kid. This kid is interesting." He follows him back to the castle. Um, you find out a little bit more about Kage, that he's a part of the Shadow Clan that got wiped out. Supposedly because they tried to kill the king of their the kingdom they were in. But anyway, you find anyway, I'll get to that in a minute. So <laughs> uh you also find out that uh he's had a rough past. It shows 
where he, how he oh ended up getting God, to the kingdom. I didn't care about Kage the first episode, uh, like the second one, I was in tears damn near. Oh, I know. It was so sad. So sad. Oh. Mm. But yeah. And then uh turns out that Boji has a uh brother named Dida, who uh his mom, Queen Healing, thinks that he's more suit to be king, like more fit to be king. You mean anime Joffrey? Yeah. <laughs> and uh they end up uh sparring in uh swordsmanship because that was uh King Boss had told their best swordsman, their master swordsman. I always forget his name. He doesn't matter anyway, he's a dick. Uh he's anime Jamie Lan- uh, Jamie Lannister. Yeah. And uh tells him to like make him a good swordsman. And then he's as he's training, his brother Dida comes up and asks to spar with him and then he's like no I don't think that would be a good idea so then he's like okay so maybe you'll spar with me so then they fight and he's like oh my gosh he has the ferocity of the king like and thinks that he would be more fit to be king but he ends up beating him ultimately but then Boji's like no I gotta stand up for myself and decide and challenges him yeah, and he gotta was, be counted oh he was getting it in too because he's not very strong but he's fast and he's smart. And he was dodging every single blow that he tried to land on him. But he couldn't because he kept dodging it. He was so fast. And then he would get it. He would like get him too. Like obviously he wasn't hitting him very hard because he's not very strong. But that doesn't matter. He was still winning. But then they told him that's not how a king fights. That a king like does blow for blow. Which is stupid because I'm like if I'm going to fight somebody. I'm trying to hit you without you hitting me. That's just you know, what I think, but... Yeah. And called him cowardly and stuff, and then he ends up losing. His brother beats the crap out of him, and only until someone else stepped in did it stop, because they were just gonna let him keep going, honestly. Yeah, that's how I was... Yeah, and Kage almost stepped in, too. Mm-hmm. He was. And then he goes back to his room. They take him back to his room so he can, you know, recuperate, because... He got beat down pretty bad. And how dare you lay hands on this sweet child? I know. Y'all just let him. That's the thing. He was dodging him. And y'all told him that was a cowardly way to fight. So y'all made him get hit, basically. Stupid. Anyway. Yeah. And then he gets healed, you find out, by healing. Uh well, queen healing. I mean, it was healing, but it was queen healing that healed him. Um and this is where I start to be like, wait a second. This show is not what I thought it was. Because earlier in the show, the queen was like mean to him, was scolding him and told and said that, like, told the other people around him, thinking he couldn't understand what she was saying, that he's not fit to be king. But he can read lips. They don't know he can read lips. And uh, but then here she is healing him, like at night where nobody can see her doing it. And I was like, interesting then uh there's this dude with snakes that's been training dada who found the shadow dude kage at the beginning and was after him but then he finds him again and he like puts him in the dungeon and then he tells them that he uh he gets out of the dungeon and then he's like what business do you have here like who are you here to kill 
because obviously the shadow people were assassins. Assassins. Yeah. Right. He's like, I'm just here to do whatever I can to help Boji. And he's like, really? So then you don't see him anymore. <clears throat> and Boji knows he's there and he's looking for him. Oh, well, no, because the snake dude, I can never remember his name. The snake dude tells him. Uh, uh, Dauntless, I think it is. Something like that. He tells him that he, um, that Kage told him to tell Boji that he was going on this journey. He'd never see him again. So then Boji, oh, wait a second. Hold on. I'm just putting two to two together. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Boji's like, I got to go find my friend and ask the queen if he can go. And she's like, no, absolutely not. You need to stay here. Also, in the midst of all this, King Boss dies. <laughs> Yep. And when he dies, this was so unexpected. When he dies, this like smoke comes out of his mouth, and there's this this giant demon sitting on top of him. Just, just it looks like the devil is just sitting on top of him. And then he's like looking around, and he's like kind of pointing a little bit, and then he points at uh, Boji, and then he starts laughing, and then he disappears. <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie. I was sitting there <laughs> watching this happen. And then I was like, not breathing <laughs> when I saw what, when I saw what it was. And I was like, and then he, he laughed and he left. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is crazy. What in the world just happened? Where did it go? What this is, what is going on? Yeah, you'll 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 find out. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I'll find out. I'm sure. Anywho, so also in the midst of this, after King Boss dies, he left a will saying that Boji was going to be king. Right? He'd be mm -hmm. the next king. Well, the queen, who was mean to him in the beginning, and then was nice to him in healing him turns around and has this meeting with like the council or whatever and it's like king boji is not meant to be it's not fit to be king dieta is obviously the best choice so we're not going to worry about this will and we're going to put it to a vote so everybody close your eyes raise a finger if you think boji is fit to be king or should be king so then two people raise their fingers not the one that's been training him by the way that's very important to know and um then she tells everybody to open their eyes. And then at the uh, coronation or whatever, they find out. They say that Dida is king. And Boji's like, what the hell, man? Like, he's looking around like, y'all just gonna let this happen. And then the swordsman looks at him, looks him in the eye. He knows what he did. So he like looks down because he's ashamed. And then Boji runs off. And then that's when he finds out about his friend. So then he's going to go on this trip. Right. They took everything from this man. They did. They took, he wanted to be king. They took that away. They took his dog. They just nah. took his friend away. He was like, yeah, he said, I'm going on a trip and you'll never see me again. And he knows that that's not true because, but because uh, Kage had just said, like, I really mean this when I say this. I am, I've got your back. If nobody else has your back, I got your back. I'm here for you. So he's like, he wouldn't just leave after saying that. So he wanted to go find him because he was afraid something was wrong, like something happened to him. Mm -hmm. Plus, it's just his friend. It's the only person in the world that can understand what he's saying. 
So then something interesting happens. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before even that, <laughs> there's just so much. Okay. So before even that, you find out that Dida has this magical mirror that talks to him. That is clearly evil. I don't know why nobody can sense that this thing is evil, but it's evil. And it's telling him that he's going to be king. And then after he becomes king, it's like, you got to uh, inherit the strength of your father to be king, to be the king you want to be. And you got to get rid of Boji. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. That sweet, adorable, uh, innocent, loving, uh, happy child. <coughs> Kill him. Get I know, him, get right? Get him out of here. Mm-hmm. He's the problem for me, so get rid of him. But then he is trying to sneak out to go on this journey that he wants to go on. And I'm skipping some stuff because if I sat here and talked about this, we'd be here forever. So I was just waiting for you to mention the snake. Mm-hmm. Oh, the snake. Okay. That's a whole nother thing. So when he's looking for his friend, Kage, after the dude tells him that he left, he's gone on this journey and he won't be back. He's like running away. Or he goes to the dungeon first and then he sees a snake. So then he starts following the snake and he ends up going in this hole where he runs into this gigantic was supposed to be, I guess, three-headed snake, but now it's two heads and they're blind in like one of it's blind in one eye and one of it's blind in the other eye. So there's yeah. they only have two eyes together, but there's supposed to be four. There's supposed to be three heads, but I don't know what happened. Anyway. <clears throat> so yeah, he uh, is talking to him and the snake obviously knows him. He's like, I'll never forget what you did to me, but I cannot go against my master, which is obviously the guy that's been training uh, Dido. Yep. Uh, and, but and that thing that it makes you wonder is, why does a snake owe Boji a favor? Well, backing up a little bit. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. He tells him his friend is fine, but that like he's got him on this mission and he can't say anything else about it. And so he that's when he decides he's going to go find his friend Kage. Oh yeah, but he can't tell him anything else about it. So then I'm skipping some stuff. But the thing that's related to that is the queen is thinking about after Boji tries to escape, he tries to sneak out and go on this quest because the queen's told him no. She has a memory of when she first came to the castle to be his new mom. And she's trying to connect with him. And he won't talk to her or have anything to do with her. And... One day they're out and he's playing and she's sitting on this bench and he start he sees the, the snake, but it's like smaller. And he starts crying because the snake, or you think, it's because the snake is biting him. So then she comes up and kicks the snake away from him. But then he runs after the snake and is crying and pointing at it. And she's like, uh, uh, so she heals it. And then he's all happy and he's like friends with the snake and is sleeping with the snake and <laughs> like it's a pet or a stuffed animal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So which is like cute. Friends with the snake now because he healed it or he got it to be healed. And that's what I think is the thing that he can't, he, that he, you know, yeah. how he saved him or whatever. 
because Boji is so kind. Anywho, so then the queen says that he can go on this. Uh, I say anywho a lot, don't I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> New drinking game. Every time I say anywho, take a shot. Anyway, so he, I was trying not to say it again. So <laughs> <laughs> the queen finally tells him that he can go on this journey, but he has to take two people with him. The swordsman and this other dude who's just like a really nice guy. Actually, when Boji was fighting his brother, he was the only one that was like, I think he can do it. Because this one day he saw him fall into this like group of snakes. And he saw something. It didn't show exactly what happened. But as we can tell, oh, it does show it eventually. Yeah. He was like dodging him and then ran away. <laughs> Like, dodging all the snakes coming after him. Which is, you have to be pretty fast to do that. Because that was a lot of snakes. Yeah. Yeah, so he takes them on his quest. They were going to his mother's kingdom, or his stepmother's kingdom, to deliver a letter from her to her family. And everything's cool. They're like, you know, going along, having fun, blah, 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 blah. What are you talking uh, about? Someone steals Boji's bag. I was getting to that part. Dang, slow your roll. Hold on. They're having fun, just looking around and like adventuring and whatnot. And then they come up to this village, right? And Boji's like never been outside his village. So like he's just like captivated by everything. He runs away and he's watching the storyteller tell the story with puppets. And he gives them a gold coin. And then he takes a nap. And also, the other dude, I can't remember his name, but the other soldiers that went with them that can sign, he was looking for him because he was in charge of them because the swordsman had gone to go, uh, like, get some more supplies for them. And then when he finally does find Boji, Boji was taking an, oh, he thought something happened to him at first. And he, like, tries to dive and ends up missing. It's funny. But then he realizes that Boji's asleep. But then he also realizes that Boji's bag is gone. And he's like... Oh no, your bag! And then he, they both get scolded by the swordsman, or whatnot. And he's like, "It's fine, whatever. Let's uh, just keep going." But then on the trail, Boji sees his bag laying in the middle of the trail, and he and he opens it up, and everything is still there. And they're like, "How did this happen?" And they're like, "I don't know. Let's keep going." So they keep going, and then um. Boji gets separated again because he was following a butterfly because he's just so sweet and innocent. And uh, he ends up going into this cave, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he sees this guy, this like man. Well, he falls having... into a death trap. Oh, that was it. He fell into the pit of spikes. But because he's so nimble, he like. No, because he's small. Well, that mm-hmm. too. But you could you could tell he like moved his arms and stuff so that it wouldn't hit him. You could clearly tell that he dodged them too. Yeah. Don't, don't I'm gonna say, don't do my boy Boji like that. You know he dodged them. You could tell. I was just gonna say that he was so small that he just missed them. Nah, he dodged them. Anyway, so <laughs> then he sees a cave and he goes into the cave. And there's this crazy old man wearing a ca- uh a crown. But you know what I thought was funny? There was uh that one king that was talking to, I guess he was a king, that was talking to that gesture-looking guy who comes around to do the rankings or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
And he said that all the kings that are on the top can pick from this treasure and they all pick the same treasure and they either disappear or go mad. And he was like, what is it that they pick? And he's like, "Mm, I couldn't say never, never been there to be able to do it. But the guy in his, in that like flashback or whatever, looked a lot like that man that was in that cave. I don't know if that's a thing or not, but that's, that's what I noticed. Anywho. So, Dang, I said it again. Anyway, he meets this guy and he's like explaining like he had like this boar had fallen onto the spikes that Boji had almost fallen onto. So then he's cooking it under the stars or whatever. And he tells Boji to eat. And this like cloud shows up or it wasn't it was like a cloud, but not a cloud. And it shows up and it like. He's like, he told him to watch and it sucked up the boar's like soul. I assume it was the soul because it was like this white cloud looking thing that came out of him. And then from the other side, there were more animals that like appeared, like was being poured into the forest. Yeah. And he was like, whatever the, whatever we, whatever we sacrifice, we get back like in abundance. Yeah. And he was like, will you let me sacrifice you? And then Boji's like, uh, nah, and gets up and runs away. But I figured there was some significance to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like that'll come later down. Because the road. he didn't like chase him or anything. He was just standing there watching him run away with the two other dudes. Yeah, I feel like he's just a crazy old king in the forest. I mean, he is crazy old king, but like I feel like there's like something to it. Something that is going to be significant for Boji later. Um, then they're sitting around this campfire and Boji's about to eat this meat that they had cooked. And these like throwing, not throwing stars. What are those called? Oh, what are they called? Kuna? Oh, uh, yeah. Kuna. No. Yeah. Two of those come shooting at his, uh, his meat. meat. And then the swordsman jumps up and looks around. He's like, I don't sense anyone here. They must have gone already. And these little fox show up and uh, take <laughs> Boji's food away. And then the next day, oh, actually, while they're still asleep, uh, the swordsman goes out and says, Bebin, I know these are yours. Like, show yourself. I don't know who Bebin is. That but... was Snake Dude. Oh, okay. So that's his name. Okay, okay, okay. So he's like, I know you're out here. Oh, yeah, because also, backing up a little bit, Dida had told Bebin to take out the two dudes that voted against him. Oh, uh, yeah, that little cool little fight out in, uh, out in the, uh, the wilderness. Yes, because the, the master of the staff or whatever they called him, like, he yeah, was Yeah, the dope. spear of the king. Yeah, spear of the king. He was dope. I can understand why he's the spear of the king, because he was awesome. He ends up defeating Bebin. Yeah, they Bebin. didn't even talk. They just had it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, he did, like, he already knew. He knew. He just, like, put his stuff down, got ready. And then Bevin takes off running. Like, they already knew. They didn't have to say anything about it. But he ends up winning the sword of the, uh, the spear of the staff, or, or staff of the king, or whatever it's called. And this is the crazy part. Hold on, hold on. This is the part that I wanted to get to. He says something like, you'll be sorry or you'll regret this or something like that and ends up being like 
sunk into the ground like the ground ate him or something. I don't understand what was going Ooh. on there. It like absorbed him or something like that. Yeah, it was crazy. Maybe it had something to do with the snakes. Mm. Anyway. So. Trying to think of where I was. Oh, yeah. Then they end up coming to this this village. I forget what it's called. Oh. Yep. Well, oh, you were at the poison meat. Oh, yeah. Well, he said, Bevan, show yourself. But nobody ever showed up. Yep. And then the next day, the fox that had eaten Boji's meat died. They were dead. And he says that the kunai must have been poisoned. And that and it ended up poisoning the meat, and that's how they died. So then they continue. To, well, first they bury them because OG one sad. of the memories that that yeah I know one of the memories that the soldier has so sad has with Boji is he went to go visit the grave of a loved one. He was crying, and Boji showed up with a flower, and he was freaking out because Boji just showed up out of nowhere. He was, Boji was trying to give him the flower. Well, no, because Boji was royalty. And he oh, yeah, I guess it. that was it. Yeah. So then Boji puts the flower at the soldier's loved one's grave. And the soldier follows him. And Boji had gone to his mom. Oh, God, I'm going to try to cry. Had gone to his mom's grave. And he had several flowers laid out for her where he had been picking flowers and taking them to her. And then he hugs. he hugs the stone. Yeah, and then leave yeah. next to her. Yeah. So that's why he was like, you know what, Boji, we should bury them. And then they end up burying the fox. And you could tell he was happy about that. Then they continue traveling and they go to uh, this village. I don't know what it's called. But they have like the pits of hell there. Like it's this giant hole. Which there's one very similar in real life. I don't know if you've seen it or not. But there's this giant hole that just has like fire coming out of it. I think I've seen that. I thought it was fake. I really did. Nah, nah, it's real. <laughs> yeah, no, it's real. I ain't going nowhere near it. Stay like natural gas. <laughs> yeah. So then they go to this village where I said that the pits of hell is or whatever. And uh, they said that there's the town is so peaceful, they say, because, I don't know, I guess because this pit is there. And they said every few minutes, the, like, fire shoots out of it. Well, no, they have a guard, uh, the the hell guard. Yeah, I forget the significance of that. I'm gonna be honest. I kind of they're just like the the most like impressive. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Like soldiers or whatever. Like they didn't even call yeah, them soldiers. Uh, called them like knights or something like that. Yeah, and they like track escape demons from hell. Mm-hmm. And then um, they get closer. He t- and he tells Boji to get a closer look. And then as Boji's looking into the pit, he pushes him. The swordsman pushes him into the pit. He just like pushes I him. I audibly and screamed laughing. at the TV. I know, right? I was like, I was... oh. And he's just like laughing and then remembering. It's so weird. It's so weird. He's like laughing and then he's remembering stuff about Boji. And he's like, I'm so sorry, Boji. I'm so sorry. I'm like, you obviously heard that yeah, sorry. You pushed yeah, him. Nah, because wouldn't that like kind of fuck with your head a little bit? You had this innocent child, the most innocent child in the world, and you just killed him. I mean, right. don't do it. <laughs> what else? I mean, like, what is your body? Your decision. body doesn't know how to react. 
just start laughing and then or crying. Don't push him. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's always that solution. So then um <clears throat> Oh, what happened at the very last part of the episode? That was something I wanted to talk about. Oh, uh, hold on. Oh, Dinah goes down. Uh, That's it. He he has a dream about Boji, and uh, he it says like that Boji's your only hope or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he wakes up, and then he tells the mirror that he's going to take on the strength of his his father, and like is dragging the mirror down these stairs. And that's the end of the fourth episode. I'm not going to lie. I liked it so much. I started watching the fifth one. I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> but it's great. Oh, wait till you finish it. I just have so many questions. Because like. You think. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, well, never mind. That's part of the fifth episode. Never mind. So it's like, it's just crazy. Because you think the queen is bad. But then she turns out to help him. But then she turns out to be against him. But then she turns out to like what you think is help him again. And then you got, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just like the queen loves Boji. I think she just shows him like tough love because she wanted him to grow up and be like an actual royal. Mm -hmm. Not so nice. Yeah, makes sense. So yeah, that's Ranking of Kings. First four episodes. All right. And now, monthly girl Niyozaki. Yeah, I actually really like this show. It's a uh, good show. I I, I kind of didn't want to like it at first. <laughs> like, oh, this girly show. No, not even that. It was just the main character, like uh, Sakura, reminds me a lot of myself, and uh, and I had to step away and realize that. But and I was like, yeah, that's just kind of why I'm. A little resistant is because she kind of reminds me of myself and the fact that she can't just straight up ask the person that she likes, you know, you know, will you go out with me? And instead, she just keeps going, I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> that was so funny. And I'll let you get into it. I'm sorry. Then I'll talk about it. But no, about that's it. how the show starts um, with them in a room. And she's like, I'm going to confess my true feelings. And tell him what I really think about him. And then, um, you know, first thing out of her mouth is, I'm your biggest fan. He's like, oh, well, here you go. And hands her an autograph. (laughs) She's just like, that's not what I wanted. But the show goes on uh, to show you that they are partners um, in making a manga. um, The guy that she likes... um, artist and because his name is Nozakai Nozaki Nozaki I'm sorry um but he is completely oblivious I still to think the it's fact Nozaki Nozaki okay yeah um is completely oblivious to the fact that he that well that Sakura likes him uh but you know says that he wants her help with um, drawing some of uh, his idea. Well, his uh, manga. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool because he 
takes people from his real life and turns them into characters within his manga. Um, and he also has friends that, that do other um, parts of his manga. Like he has a friend that can't really draw anything except backgrounds and effects. Yep. Like they all sit together and draw like different um, objects or things. And Sakura is the only one who can really draw. I know, right? Uh, which I found very funny. Um, you know what I found was funny? Was like, she finds out that he writes this manga and she's like, why don't you tell people? Like, how do, how are you not like famous right now? Because everyone loves this manga. And he was like, oh, nobody believes me. <laughs> he, like, he, tried, he told people that he does this manga, but they just didn't believe him because yeah. of his personality. They were like, whatever. Yeah, they were like, yo, all right, this has gone past a joke. You need to drop it. Hmm? I was like, wow. I can't even imagine if I did something and then people just didn't believe that I did it. Yep. I wonder He's if that ever happens to like some like faceless accounts on like uh, social media or something like someone like became uh, pretty big at what they do. Uh, and they never showed their face. So uh, when they finally are like, yeah, that's me out in public or something. And someone's like, no, no, that can't be you. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Actually, um, a friend introduced me to uh, this artist named Corpse. And he has this condition that causes his, his voice to be really, really deep. Mm-hmm. And he, he goes by Corpse and he doesn't show his face so that his friends won't know that it's him. <laughs> Even though he has this, like, condition. Now, I kept thinking, that'd be kind of hard to not, like, you have this thing that makes you obviously different. What are the odds that that wouldn't be you? And it's like, he has to go through great great lengths to, like, for his closest friends to not know it's him. Weird. I know. But yeah, he, like, never shows his face or anything like that. Hmm. Interesting. I know. But yeah, uh, they also have a friend, um, the prince, um, who is actually a girl uh, who dresses like a guy, uh, and she just has these seductive powers about her that uh, work on pretty much all the girls in the school, and she can get like any girl to pretty much do whatever she wants. But she cannot get uh, the guy that she wants with the same tactics, which I find hilarious. I know, right? It's And it's so funny to me because one of the other main characters, not main characters, but one of the other characters is Makoshiba. Mm-hmm. That's the dude with the red hair. And he's the main character in the manga. He's the girl, but he doesn't know it. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was funny because it's just like, yeah, that's that's him to a T. How do you not see that that's you? And I was like, oh my God, am I Makoshiba? <laughs> because I was like, hey, that's how I felt at the beginning of this show. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he has like this thing where he like flirts with girls. He's really good at it. Like he flirts with On girls. On a video game? No, no, no. In real life, he'll flirt with a girl and then he'll think about what he said and then get really, really embarrassed by it. Yeah. Even though it was working. That's the funny part. Yeah, and that's why I was like, he's me. 
I have a tendency to do that. But yeah, from that point. Uh, oh, uh, the prince. They, yeah, that was a funny moment where they couldn't get the guy that they wanted. But, um, you know, uh, soccer was talking to him about um, undergarments, uh, well, briefs. And she couldn't understand why it was okay for them to talk about briefs. But when she brought up, you know, talking about briefs that uh, he said it was sexual harassment. That's <laughs> yeah, because, um, you know, they were talking about the simplicity of drawing briefs. I know, right? He's pretty funny too, though. I forget how to pronounce his name. Yeah, I completely forgot. It's like, it's H-O-R-I, but I forget how to say it. I'm going to have to start writing down people's names while I'm watching. I just like how tiny uh, Sakura is. Yeah. Compared to all the rest of them. Yeah, they all are taller than her, aren't they? Mm Mm-hmm. But it's sad that the dude that uh, the prince like, well, the uh, yeah, the dude that the prince like, um, you know, couldn't get any uh, main roles because he was too short. I know. Aw. But yeah, I really think this show is a real heartwarming, you know, kind of goofy and funny show. Definitely going to keep watching it. But, all right. So, what is your ranking for uh, Tokyo Revengers? What, what would you give it? Uh, out of what? Uh, out of five. Out of five, I give it a. I give it a four. Cool. And you, you know, obviously, I guess it would, if you're giving it a four, it would be a keep watching it. Oh yeah, for sure. It's compelling enough. Like, well, first off, I like the animation. Also, the story itself and the mystery of it is compelling enough to keep me watching. Yeah, definitely. Because I don't um, even know what's going on. Uh, I can't I remember what episode saved. it is, but there's going to be an episode, and the way it ends is just. Ooh. Because I can't remember if it was around like episode 13 or 14. But yeah, it was, it was a good little twist. No, I, I didn't see it coming. Okay. Um, oh, another little uh, thing about um, Tokyo Revengers. You know how they call him the crybaby hero? Mm-hmm. You know what the intro is called? What? Crybaby. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. And I, 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 do, I still listen to the Tokyo Revenger intro just like when I'm chilling. Okay. But, yeah. 
Okay, so what about uh Fruits, Fruits Basket? basket. Mm -hmm. Um I would definitely give it a four point five. Yay! Because this is a really sweet show. I know it's a classic that they remade, but um I'm still like interested into it. I, I just um haven't got deep in then I get like I'm more of one of those people that like once I get like ten episodes in, I get more deeply invested into a show and mm -hmm. start to like remember character names and whatnot. I'm very similar. But I would definitely give it, you know, high rating and say to keep watching it. Anyone who hasn't checked it out should definitely uh, look it up. But um, so what did you think of Ranking of Kings? A five. Yeah, definitely. I love this show. <laughs> yeah, this show is like, there's, there's literally nothing I found wrong with it. And no, it's cute. It's a good story, and it's got enough mystery to make me so interested in it. Because I got to figure things out. Yeah, and I'm a big person for intros. The intro oh, for that, that show is so, so hard. Oh, freaking cute. I know. I'm like, oh, plus the music. It, it's a bop. Yeah. Uh, and the outro is cute. Yeah. Because you could just see uh, like, how they have the stars with, like, uh, Kage's little toy and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, the crown stuff. I was just like, ah, it's so freaking cute. I know, right? All right. And last but not least, Monthly Girls. I would definitely give it a four. Okay. Yeah, I I think it's good. It it has it's really funny. Um, it has a lot of comedy elements in it. It is really funny. It's also very sweet at times too. No, I'd say definitely keep watching it. If you um check out the first of four episodes, you definitely want to keep watching it. Mm -hmm. Plus, it's only got one season, but it's got a manga that has like a whole another season. I think not season, but you know what I mean. What would be a season? Oh, I thought it had two seasons. Oh, it has two? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, it does. Yeah, at least you get two seasons. But it's got manga that goes past that. Because <laughs> it is not end like I thought it was going to end. I'm curious now. I really want to see what, what you're talking about. Do. Do and tell me what you think. I will. Any more uh, anime news that you want to talk about? Um, not that I can think of. I do. Um, if if you haven't watched it, if you haven't heard of it, watch Vivi. Um, especially if, uh, and I suppose to also say Happy Women's History Month to my co-hosts and all the beautiful Yay. women out there. Um. But yeah, especially for this month, you should definitely check it out. Uh, you should be checking out all the animes with strong female role, uh, leads. Um, but yeah, Vivi, this show broke me down at the knees, uh, especially with the way it ended. I was like, wow, that's how y'all just going to do me? And, and, and that's it? Fine. Mm. All right. I see how it is. I'm going to go cry in the other room now and, you know... <laughs> Acting like this didn't happen. 
But yeah, uh, it had a lot of twists and turns I didn't expect, and it was a it had some great animation, some great action. But yeah, um, I think that's it. All right. Um, do you want to pick shows for next week, or we might just announce those on Twitter? Okay, you need that. All right. Um, so that is episode nine. Woo! <laughs> All right. We will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Um, please remember to rate, share, and comment, and leave well leave a review on the podcast. Um, wherever you're listening to it at Spotify, Apple, uh, well, Apple Podcasts, um, because it really helps the podcast get out there and get shared and, you know, get us more listeners. Uh, and we would love to, you know, do that so we can talk with and, you know, share with more people. Yes. Any final words, Kay? Um, Thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget to share and y'all are great. All right. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.